Mad About Musicals, podcast number dose. It's Allie, it's Duncan. Good morning. Oh, could be evening. Who knows when you're listening to a podcast? Yeah. Maybe cheekily we're in a restroom with you right now. If you got us on speaker, that would be quite weird. <laughs> Keep it down over there. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> okay. So the way this is working, uh, we're both mad about musicals. But Are we? <laughs> both for very different reasons. Yeah, there you go. You are mad because you love them and you think they're brilliant, some of the greatest creations on earth. I'm mad because I hate them. I don't think they're very good, but I am sensitive to the fact that I am willing to be won over. So maybe I could lessen my madness and come over to your joyful madness. It's a good place to be. So I set you some homework to watch a classical oh. musical movie. Yes. Singing in the rain. What did you think? Okay, so I'm as I was thinking about singing in the rain, I, I'm really I'm gonna try and build a positivity sandwich. Question okay. Was this the first time you'd ever seen it? It was. First point I need to say is that I watched it in two parts and I had to do that just because I found it real painful. Oh gosh, that's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. Maybe for some context for those who haven't seen it. So singing in the rain. I'll, I'll break down the story. Yeah. I'll break down the Please. story. Let me break down the story. Okay, Gene McTriple Threat. He can sing, he can dance, he can act. Gene he's, Kelly, yep. Yeah, he's hooked up with Lena Lamont. Now, they are silent film actors. It's right at the moment when movies are transitioning from silent to noisy films. I don't know. They can basically... Talkies. Talkies, okay. We go from silent to talkies. Here's the thing. Lena's voice is awful. And they're about to shoot this brand new movie um, and they need someone who's got some pipes. Meanwhile, Kathy uh, Selden is kind of working around in Hollywood. She works a number of different side projects. There's this cute meet between Jean and Kathy, which leads to this encounter where she turns out she can sing. She fills in as Lena's vocalist on the movie. Don falls in love with the right lady. Lena's out of the picture because it turns out she's an ogre. The movie is a success and everyone is happy in the end. Okay, apart from changing actors and characters' names and some of your <laughs> chronology being a little bit out, kind of, that's the gist. Oh, there's also the greatest wingman of all time, Cosmo. So I selected Singing in the Rain because it's obviously one of the most loved musicals of all time, even though it wasn't actually nominated for an Oscar in the 1952 really? race. Wow, no, stunning. I couldn't believe it. Wow. There are brilliant songs. The choreography's phenomenal. But you're right, it does document this transition in American history from silent film to talkies. And it shows, you know, the how involved studios were in the whole process. And a lot of actors, they didn't transition well. Like Lena's role uh, really, you know, portrayed what a lot of characters felt when they transitioned from silent films and they didn't have the voice that matched what they looked like on screen. ta te ti to no, no, Miss Lamont, round tones, round tones. Now let me hear you read your line. And I can't stand him. And I can't stand him. And I can't stand him. Can't. 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 <laughs> Love Lena Lamont's character. She's great. Yeah, Jean Hagen is amazing in this. She doesn't actually sound like that. She's got a great voice. She does. But I guess I really just loved the energy of this film, but also the comedy. 
because I was still laughing this many years on and often comedy and jokes, they have such a short shelf life. But So hold on, you, you're saying like you had laugh out loud moments like Ace Ventura. Like I laughed so hard in Ace Ventura, I thought I was going to wet myself. I had to stop the movie physically, compose myself so I didn't pee myself and continue. In this movie, I had one moment when I smiled. Oh, what was that moment? Uh, when, who I think is probably the star of the show, Donald O'Connor, who's Cosmo Brown. Oh, isn't he fantastic? He does a thing called, and it's probably my favorite song, if I had to pick a favorite, mm-hmm. is that Make Them Laugh, Make Them Laugh. Make them laugh, make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? <laughs> my dad said, be an actor, my son. But be a comical one. They'll be standing in lines for those old honky-tonk monkey shines. Or you could study Shakespeare and be quite elite. And you could charm the critics and have nothing to eat. Just slip on a banana peel, the world's at your feet. Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh. Donald O'Connor, who plays Cosmo, he's doing that trick where he runs up the wall, completes the somersault. It was so physically taxing, the filming of that scene, and Donald O'Connor actually smoked four packets of cigarettes at the time. He had three days of bed rest from complete exhaustion and painful carpet burns. And then it turns out that they didn't have the footage an accident had happened or something was wrong with the exposure, that they had to film it all again. No. But a true professional, he did it and he smashed it and it's definitely one of the greatest scenes. It is. Here's the thing, right? I love that guy. It's weird to think how you're kind of tainted by modern movies because I think there's going to be this real tension between Don Lockwood and Cosmo Brown, right? Mm. But they're actually wholeheartedly great friends. And not only that, um, Kathy Selden jumps in there and she's a great friend and there's no conflict of love. They're just really good friends. And so I keep on waiting for this tension to eventuate, which never happens, and I just end up going... What a great guy. Like, he, Cosmo might be the best wingman of all time. They are brilliant. Uh, the chemistry in the film is fantastic. But actually, behind the scenes, it wasn't as hunky-dory. So Debbie Reynolds, who was cast as Kathy Selden, she couldn't dance. She'd had no former dance training before this film. Really? And Gene Kelly was frustrated by that and... Actually, Fred Astaire ended up giving her some lessons. She was so good by the end of it. I mean, in the scene, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. So she had to be carried to her dressing room because she'd burst some blood vessels in her feet. And she actually remarked later that singing in the rain and childbirth were the two hardest things she had ever done in her life. Amazing. It, I'll tell you, that that scene is utterly impressive, mm-hmm. especially when they tap dance up and down the stairs in time, holding arm, like linked arms together. I was like, Wow. I mean, this is, this is, because you're assuming, like, you're looking at the cameras and you're thinking, this is one take. Like, I don't think there's a break. I can't actually remember, but it did take over 40 takes to get the 
um, you know, when they fall back into the couch together. Yes. So that part took about 40 days. Did it? Okay. It's absolutely stunning. My problem is this. Okay, let's take, for instance, the scene. For me, it was completely superfluous. There's this whole acting scene that's actually really good. Do you know that they're they're struggling? They've done the the preview screaming of the movie, right? And everyone is in stitches. It's not meant to be a comedy. Everyone is laughing because it's so atrocious. They sort out the problem and they do it in the best way. And you're like, yes, this is going to be great. Kathy Sheldon's going to save the day. And then they're like, now, just to reiterate everything that we just said, we're going to sing about it and cover exactly what we just did for another five minutes. Well, I actually think... If I did this in radio, you would be screaming at me through the glass like, Duncan, we just did this. Stop. Go to a song. So the music in Singing in the Rain was already written, already produced years before. In fact, some of the songs had even featured in other films. Yeah. It wasn't written for this storyline. So, in fact, they had this collection of songs that they wanted to do, a musical around, and then they built the storyline, the plot. That doesn't that doesn't give me any hope or joy. <laughs> well, it's not. You had the soundtrack and then you figured out a story to match the soundtrack. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they did a pretty good job on it. Um, to hear that uh, Debbie Reynolds couldn't dance and then pulled off that number is profoundly impressive. Well, it's funny because she was cast because she's a terrific actor and she does have a great voice, but it's actually really hilarious. In the song Would You, where Kathy is dubbing Lena. Yes, right, yes, Right yes. at the end? Yeah, right at the end, yep. Because Lena's voice is just so screechy and horrible. horrible. She does it so well. What's really funny, though, is actually Debbie Reynolds is being dubbed by Gene Hagen. It's the other way around. In Yeah, because they thought Gene's voice was deeper and richer. So you've got Gene dubbing Debbie, who's dubbing Gene. This is our first experience of Inception. I know. This is where DiCaprio got his feature role. Um, it was actually really impressive hearing about Gene Kelly's dedication. So his obviously incredible triple threat, singing, dancing, acting. But the scene... You know, the title song, Singing in the Rain, he actually filmed that when he had a fever. And he was in getting drenched, his clothes were wet, and he just kept persevering, kept going, kept going, kept going until he was happy with it. Just incredible dedication. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. You're doing it too much. What a glorious feel, and I'm happy again. You were happy the whole movie. I'm laughing at clouds. Yep, you so were. Dark up above. Mm-hmm. And the sun's in my heart. And I'm ready for life. I'm so happy we watched these movies on our own. <laughs> All right, what's your favourite song? I found the lyrics so hilarious, but I was more, even more impressed by the choreography of Moses Supposes. Hoop-de-doody-doodle, Moses Supposes. His toes are roses, but Moses Supposes erroneously. For Moses, he noses, his toes aren't roses, as Moses Supposes his toes to be. Moses Supposes his toes are roses. Moses Supposes erroneously. Moses Supposes his toes are roses, as Moses Supposes his toes to be. 
Why is this your favorite? What did it add? This is one of the songs I'd remove. This was purely for entertainment purposes. Their tap dancing in this scene is phenomenal. Their feet movement is so rapid. I I, I almost got inspired that I'd like to do a tap dance class or something. Oh, Clearly you is, didn't enjoy that one as much as me. This is about as helpful as tits on a bull for me in this story. Just, it adds nothing. The, the moment that stole the show, and this is where I think a musical number complements the conversation of the story, okay, mm. is that um, Don Lockwood, who's Gene Kelly, is hanging out with Kathy Sheldon, Debbie Reynolds, and it's um, on the set and he flips on the lights to the Backlot Studio. Yes. And it's this breathtaking scene where he dances with Kathy. They kind of, I, I think they kind of had this first really deep love connection. And there's kind of this almost like a juxtaposition of a dream sequence with what's happening in reality. And it's, the set is stunning. The way they've done it is brilliant. And it adds to the story. And I compare that to Up All Night because I say Up All Night repeats what you just did. And then that song is like a completion of what everyone's been hoping for. And I think it's much more like a Disney movie where it's adding to the story. It's growing the kind of the relationship of these guys. And visually, it is stunning. And I loved it. I will admit there was one scene, one song that I didn't enjoy. The Broadway ballot, you know, the one that goes for like 20 minutes, it just dragged. Oh, why was that there? So that's when I switched off. I'm like, I'm out. I can't do this. So I stopped halfway through it because I'm like, this is too much. It does feel so detached to the primary storylines and I don't understand why it introduces these new characters, like the the woman, the, the dancer. Who's that? And then Why is she here? It seems so unnecessary. Painful. But uh, did you know this film, it was over budget. MGM was obviously the production company and it went over budget by $665,000. That's a lot for then. It's a lot. But I think they realized that it was a wise investment when the film returned $7.7 million profit <laughs> on its <laughs> initial release. Oh, yeah. I can understand why, like Rotten Tomatoes gives it like a hundred percent. It's like they they love it. Um, I understand why people love it. I understand why my wife is so cranky that I don't love it. I think for me, it leaves me in a good mood after watching this film. My spirits are high. It's not like I'm inspired or particularly, you know, challenged. But it's that Hollywood escapism. And unless you appreciate dance, you're probably not going to love this as much because I would say this is more about the dance than the music and the singing. I, I, I appreciate good dancing. Do you know, like I got into So You Think You Can Dance. I actually watched like three seasons of that before I got tired of it. But if, if I'm going to embrace this and I feel like musicals are a higher brow engagement, I don't want to have any of those experiences that you are talking about. I will watch The Fast and the Furious to switch off and to unplug. But if I'm watching a movie like Gone with the Wind, I want to be moved. If you, what was this, seven, eight songs. I want every one of those songs to move me, like Make Them Laugh and that back lot scene. Mm. 
Well, interestingly, in 1987, David Stratton, one of Aussie's best critics, he was surveyed for a book on the 100 greatest films. And you'd think that he'd choose something like Gone with the Wind or Citizen Kane. Yeah. He chose Singing in the Rain as his favourite. I think this film is a favourite, a classic, because of the great music and the dancing. Yeah. Because of the likability of the characters. But that insight into that period of Hollywood... It's mm. just so fascinating to watch at the time, but even currently it just stands up still. Don't you remember I told you there's a microphone right there in the bush? Yeah. You have to talk into it. Yes. So I agree it was fascinating to get the history. I agree it was... They're profoundly talented actors and actresses. I mean, what they do is amazing. But there was five too many songs. Um, I got bored. I did. I, I, I mean, I had to switch it off and switch it back on. I don't know if this moves the needle closer to loving musicals. I think this this was a really great history lesson, Ali. But I don't know how on the journey of trying to grow to be mad about musicals like you are and not have you mad about musicals like I am, I don't know how this moves the needle. What were you hoping to achieve by showing me this one? Because this is everything I don't like about musicals. I guess I just wanted to show you where they began. Yep. And that this is probably the kind of musical you have in your head when you think about musicals. Absolutely. And now going forward, I want to move you to contemporary musicals. Okay. Because I think that's... What I love, I love contemporary musicals more than these old period ones, for sure. And your next homework, mm. in uh, two episodes' time, we're going to break down Dreamgirls, a contemporary movie musical. Okay, so I need to watch Dreamgirls. Yeah, that I think you're going to love and many of the songs are going to move you. Okay. Yes, but before we debrief on that, I'm going to bring in a helper. Because I think two against one is a strong place to be. <laughs> you're going to gang up on me. Is that what you're saying? Someone that I think is going to help persuade you and share her passion for musicals. Oh, her passions for mm. musicals. Get excited. All right. <laughs> 